Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Yes, we took a bit of a hiatus, but uh, we're back for this week. Um, I'm not going to promise we're back for much longer than that. We'll be uh, talking about that kind of stuff and let you know what is going on here at, uh, dry, at uh, New Zealand Sport Radio headquarters um, in Waihee, where it's been raining all day, unlike uh, for a uh, my, my guest who's um, down in uh, the sunny Southland. How are you doing, sir? So yeah, every, every day is summer down here, I tell you. It's just blisteringly hot. Sun shining. No, no rain. I have to water my garden. Oh, it's so bad. I'm good. Good to be back. I'm here and then I'm away and then we're back and we're gone and we're, who knows what we're doing. And well, summer, exactly. Summer. You didn't even you didn't even know that I was thinking of doing a show until about two hours ago. So it's all been um, off the <laughs> off the cuff, folks. But um, one of the things that we failed to do before I kind of dropped off air um, was have a look at the uh, Super Rugby um, teams. That was what uh, was going to be our next show. And so I thought, you know what? Let's just kick off and have a look at those um, this evening. That's what we're going to do. We're going to run through, um, look at the transfers in and out of the uh, Super Rugby teams. Um, and Steve can let us know why he thinks they're all going to do much worse than last year. Um, all together. So there we go. Um, welcome to um, the uh, lovely people in the live chat. Robbie wants to know um, how are the Pacers going, Steve? Fantastically. Um, well, I think they're like nine and nine and seven, nine and six, something like that. Uh, quarter, quarter, quarterfinals of the playing tournament uh, tomorrow. So uh, get involved in that. Make sure you follow along with the Pacers who are going to smash the Celtics. You heard it here first. Um, make nine. way to the semifinals. That's what you need to know. They're going all right. They're on the on the on the cusp of the playoffs, so early nine days. Six is, nine six is, is, is very average. Um, as long as you're over fun. 50, you can make the playoffs. That's all that matters. We're, we're a playoffs <laughs> team. Dear me, and people say that the the, the quality of uh, Super Rugby finalists is, uh, has gone downhill. Um, so, yes, there we go. Um, At least you don't have to be, like, just, you know, not second last or last and you make it into the semifinals like Super Rugby, though. That's the quarterfinals. <laughs> and good evening, Simon, as well. Um, he thinks that uh, the Chiefs will do well next year. Well, we'll get on to um, that in a uh, in a moment. Um, but uh, let's be honest, folks. I kind of fell out of uh, a bit out of love with them. Um, I've been struggling with rugby for a bit. Um, I think it's going through a, a whole bunch of problems at the moment. But we're not going to talk about those um, this um, uh, this evening so much. Uh, we're going to keep it on the, uh, the the positive and the light side. But uh, my plan is that we'll definitely kick ourselves back off when Super Rugby comes back around. We might take a little bit of a break 
in this off-season just with the odd show um, every now and then um, to, uh, to to keep us ticking over. Um, so, folks, yeah, so we will be popping in and out on a Monday evening, not every week. Um, so um, thank you to all those loyal people who are supporting us on Patreon. Sorry that, uh, yeah, we've kind of run out of a bit, run, run out a bit, of, uh, bit of steam uh, in on, on that side of things. But lovely to see that everyone's got, uh, that Simon looks all right, Robbie, you've all got your uh, notifications set on to, to, to see when we go live. Uh, so great to see you guys back. Um, a little bit of kind of news that's kind of been happening before we get on to the um, Super Rugby uh, uh, squads. Um, uh, Sam Kane has come out, surprisingly enough, he's going overseas to play rugby and he thinks players overseas should be allowed to be selected for, for the national squad. Funny how that's, uh, how he's had the, the timing on that one. Steve, what do, what do you think of uh, Sam Kane's comments that uh, maybe we should be selecting players from overseas? I used to just consider himself lucky that he's getting selected when he's, you know, in the country, let alone when he's out of the country. Uh, it's an age-old debate, right? Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's off-season. Go play Japan. Have fun. You know, talk, talk to us next season. That's a lot. Long, why, why are people even talking All Blacks right now? I mean, literally, you've got the whole off-season to go, another three months or whatever, and then you've got all the Super Rugby to go, and then, then you'll start talking about things, right? It's, it's like literally over six months away sort of story. Who cares, Sam? No one cares what you think, Sam. No one even knows who you are, Sam. You didn't even play in that Ooh, grand final. Did you, did you even play in that grand final? No, no, no. Go away. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't think they should do it. And, and, and um, stuff has put together an overseas 15. Um, oh, so um, so I, I'm, I'm going to very quickly run through this one and go. This will be uh, bad. And, 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 and see how few of these players actually even make the squad, even if they were selected from overseas, to be honest with you. So um, the... Um, at 15, they have got George Bridge, who no. <laughs> on one wing, they've got Matt Proctor, who's a centre. Oh, God. <laughs> and on the other wing, um, Lester Fangnuku. And to be fair, he, he would be um, he would be in with a shout. He is a decent player. Jeez. What about Tony um, McNichol and Wes Houston, who are playing like really good overseas at the moment? Uh, well, <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, in the centres, they've gone and put um, Matt Proctor and uh, Jack Goodhue. Um, the uh, which is an interesting uh, selection of choices there. Um, then uh, obviously Richard Mwanga at 10. Uh, and look, 10 is going to be an interesting position, but he um, hardly counts, does he really? I mean, he's, 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 he's hardly lived ashores and they're not putting him in yes. overseas. Don't, shouldn't you have to actually play a game to actually qualify for this? Has he even played a match yet? I don't think he is. Uh, well, then you're not gonna like the next one, Brad Weber. Um, <laughs> Aaron Smith. Uh, no, 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 they've, they've they've left off players like Aaron Smith, Sam Whitelock, um, and Guz. Uh, basically, because they, they, like, those those guys are too old, they retired. They wouldn't you wouldn't select them anyway for the next World Cup cycle. Um, oh, uh, we're talking that far out. I just thought we we're talking just All Black squad right now. Okay. Oh yeah, they, we are talking All Black squad right now. But you've got to be. But when you're thinking about it, you're you're already thinking of the next next four year cycle. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've ever you've ever looked into it yet, but I mean, the hype around Bowden Barrett resigning for four years. I mean, no. Just, just, just don't, because literally, you're you're lucky to even make the 2023 World Cup squad, let alone 15. Don't, don't talk to me about four years. No way, he's going to be 36. Not a chance. No, well, he's it's, not it's, LeBron James of rugby. Go home, go home, Bowden. Just go, go have a family. Piss off, mate. And it's good that the Blues have uh, forked out significant cash to make sure they could uh, sign him as well. Um, what a waste of what, money. Where that's come from, I've got no idea. Um, so yeah, Sarakula, Lachlan Boshia. And wait, Shanti wait, wait, who's the number nine? I told you, Brad Rubber. Oh, okay. That is yeah. fair, yep. So in your back row of Sawakula, Lachlan, Boshir, um, and Shannon Frizzell. Now, let's be honest, Boshir, I don't think, is is, is the best seven overseas. Um, he 
wasn't even really wasn't even first choice for a Super Rugby team. Never mind a, an All Blacks mm. squad. Um, Fred Frizzell, fair enough. Yep, I mean obviously he was first choice um, currently or was uh, before this. Um, Tom Robinson and Josh Dixon um, in there as the, <laughs> as the locks. So which um, which is an absolute joke. Oh. And then a front row of um, Lua Lala, Coltman, um, and uh, Twina Twina Um Now two of those, to be fair, the, the props did. Uh, Go through a World Cup, but at 32, Lua Lala's, um, let's go, his days are numbered. Um, and uh, uh, Carl Kapi is also, again, um, I, think, I think we've seen, I think his best years are behind him. So, um, yeah, when you look at them, when they're saying, look, these are the guys they could, could select, um, I don't think there's uh, Shannon Frizzell in the forwards, um, maybe Weber, but you've got players like Cameron Roygaard coming through, maybe Moanga, maybe for, um, Lester Fionuku. That's it. I mean, it's not like there's um, there's stacks of really good overseas players who are thinking, oh, my God, we must have these guys back. I, we're talking mm. two, maybe three at most. So, yeah, I, I really don't see the need to be selecting players from overseas. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you. I think we could make a better 15 from overseas players. of probably players that aren't 600 years old as well, very easily, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, than what they've done. I mean, Stephen Luatua back back in the Bristol team mm-hmm. last weekend as well. Uh, typical Luatua performance as well. The number of guys who, okay, you're probably saying like mid thirties, you know, probably past their best, past their prime to look at that sort of stage of their game. But gee, they, they really. I, I wonder who makes it. There's some guy that just looks up Japanese rugby and and really just goes through there and thinks, oh yeah, he left last year. That's right. Oh Brad Weber, he's a big story. <laughs> um, I don't think Brad Weber played this morning. I seen he put on um. On social media, that how amazing the atmosphere was in the French stadium. But I'm not sure if he played um, in that match. But yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Two or three players, best. Move on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's is um, Steve Lutua? Could he be turning out for um, one of the Pacific Islands? I'm trying to think where he is. Uh, the um, probably he's not available. He's 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 represented Samoa recently. So Lutua is not available oh, yeah. overseas. So he's not available as an overseas player for for the All Blacks anymore. I mean, I'm surprised going on that sort of train that they didn't try to put, you know, uh, Charles Pietel and, you know, those sorts of guys in there as well. They have already played um, for those um, for those Pacific Island nations. It's just sort of what they do. Yeah, lazy filler article. I know that they haven't really done any research for it. It's like, sh- we've got a little spot yeah. in the corner of the paper, guys. What do we do? Oh, someone make a weird team of, you know, go around the office and everyone pick one player that they know is overseas and, and throw it in there. And everyone forgot about Aaron Smith. Good work, team. Great work. Well, yes, it's uh, it, it's all because Sankey mentioned it. Uh, but yeah, look, really, in all seriousness, yeah, I, I think it's no, it's a non-starter. Um, now, if, um, if players playing uh, in Super Rugby and playing for the Australian franchises, that'd be okay with. Um, mm-hmm. But players playing overseas in Japan, uh, France, uh, the UK, URC, no, sorry, no, it's not needed um, at all um, on that one. I think the New Zealand um, players typically have the mindset of you're either an all black and you're going to stay and get the best out of it till you think that you're not good enough to do the jersey justice and like an aaron smith you know white locks those sorts of guys or you're in, in that fringe sort of area where it's like do i try and fight for that position and go from being like in and out of the squad maybe good enough maybe not good enough or do i try cash in it's never you never see you're never going to see like a 26 year old aaron smith go overseas in, in his prime or a 28 year old aaron smith when he's number one name on that team sheet he's always going to be there 
you know, he's he's never going to go overseas and just throw it all away completely like that. So I, I think it's a New Zealand mindset sort of thing that other countries don't really have uh, so much. I think, you know, especially Australia, they, they chop and change things so much over there that I can understand why players leave so quickly. Uh, so, yeah, I think... I think future-wise, it's got it's going to come up every single season, isn't it? It's just going to continually keep coming up as, as a topic. But when the current All Blacks captain mentions it, it's going to it's going to it's going to get airtime. Is he though? Is he? He's not. He, he is the current one until until you name someone there else. Is, there is the no All Black one. captain. No, there Sorry? is no All Black captain now. There is no All Black captain. There is no All Black <laughs> coach. There's an All Black coach, and that is it. There is no <laughs> All Blacks Kane, right now. Sam Kane is still the All Blacks captain until someone else is mentioned is, is named. Will he be come come sort of June no. July? Probably not, but he is still um, still that one there. Scott um, Roberts has just come out in the name. Oh, who's his favourite Crusader? Geez, I don't know. Someone really left field. Um, yeah, as his All Black captain. Like I mean, someone like Blackout wouldn't be a bad shout. Um, is he is right. he is he your starting starting back row there? Uh, I would. I yes, I think so. I think he's but now. like it. <laughs> it would be very ambitious to do that right now, right? It would be incredibly ambitious to be like, we're going to name Blackadder as our captain. We haven't even started Super Rugby yet, but screw <laughs> it. he's a good red and black-blooded crusader, and we're going to we're going to stick with him no, right look, from the start. I think Razor needs to name a non-crusader as as captain. <laughs> do you think? I don't think he will. You don't think so? But, well, I, Arnie Surveyor is, is captain in waiting, isn't he? Surely. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, well, the thing is with this, there's so much rugby that's to be played. And I think this oh, sport's yeah. going to be full of so many players that right now we either don't know about, don't rate, or don't consider good enough for an all black team. And the next, well, the three months of Super Rugby or four months of Super Rugby is going to change so much opinion. Whether it's going to be lasting for four years or not, there's uh, a lot to tell. I'll try to reckon Scott Barrett is the next captain, unless a card knocks him out. Uh, maybe I'm not sure. Um, the uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot if you if you've got your your line out guy, you, he's also captain. He's also this. He's also that. Yeah, it ends up being a lot of work on one person's shoulders if you're not careful. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be. I, I doubt. Hookers are quite commonly captains as well too. Just going on that same taking on multiple roles. True. True. Um, but then who's your starting hooker, Tucky? I hope no thanks. <laughs> I mean, not as a captain. Player, yes, captain. Oh, no. okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, wow, suddenly you've gone, wow, you've suddenly you've gone anti, wow, he's, he's, he's launching, launching early. Boy, oh boy. Um, so, yeah, the other piece of news, obviously, is the, is the uh, Bowden Barrett one, which you're not a, not a big fan of, um, <laughs> which we've already talked about. Stay in Japan, um, Bowden. The, um, so, uh, so, yeah, so it looks like, uh, yeah, just one season in Japan um, as a sort of sabbatical, same for Sam Kane and Adi Surveyor, all off to um, Japan for Super Rugby, but they're all back for the All Blacks um, come the uh, July summer tour tests. Um, which I think it's England coming over, isn't it, from memory? Um, anyway, um, with um, Indeed. Uh, with uh, Owen Farrell perhaps taking a, uh, a mental sabbatical for, from, um, uh, to, to step down, uh, is what we've already said. Um, maybe a co-captain setup. Oh, look, geez, no, um, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Um, I think you should have just a captain at um, uh, at international level. Look at Super Rugby level. I kind of get get the, the co-captain thing because you're not you don't expect players to play every single game, um, uh, and, they're, and they're and they're pulled away for the All Blacks or so you have kind of like a, a non-international and an international as you as your co-captain. So the one guy there all the time. 
Um, but uh, yeah, now the All Blacks, I'm, I'm, I think the solo captain. Steve, your your thoughts? I kind of find that the co-captain thing typically works best, I think, when you've got a forward and a back. And you, you quite often find that, you know, the Chiefs do it with, with, um, with Kane or, or someone and Weber, right? Imagine if it yep. was slash Savi or Barrett, say, since the top of com- conversation and Kane, right? That, that's, 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 that's no good. It's like two back rowers or a lock and a back rower as your co-captains. You know, they come together for a little huddy. What are we going to do? Absolutely no perception of anything in the front row or anything in the back line as to how the game is going. I, I, I think if you're going to go that sort of route, you need, you know, an, a nine a midfielder, you know, just a back, typically a midfielder or, or a half. Um, those outside backs have no idea what's going on. Uh, and, a, and a forward. Typically, it's got to be the both. I, I can't see two forwards being co-captain. That would just be a disaster. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to your comment there about uh, when you talk about players and uh, how they basically, if they're, if they're all blacks, they stay. If they're fringe, they, they, they go overseas. Um, it was interesting. I listened to the What's a Lad podcast um, by, uh, with um, Anton Leonard Brown, and he's signed up for three years. Um, with the idea at the end of those three years, he either knows he's on track for the World Cup or, he, exactly. or, he's, or he's heading overseas. Um, so, yeah, exactly what you were saying there um, with that one. Because let's be honest, um, centres is one of those places where players haven't disappeared overseas and is going to be mm. stacked in the uh, the next um, the next few years. Anyway, should we get on and have a look at some um, at some teams? Sounds good to me. You uh, and um, There's only a couple of them. Well, four, five, I mean. <laughs> It's wrong. The, um, so let's uh, kick off with then the uh, the Blues and have a look at how they have uh, um, or how they are uh, uh, have, have, have changed or or, have, or or have changed. Um, does that make it easier to yeah, a bit easier to read? Um, up front then, um, Hodgman, Lulala, and James Lay, two of them heading overseas. One heading to Moana Pacifica. In comes um, Angus Taavo. Uh, up from the uh, the Chiefs and um, and Sheck. So a, 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 I'm, just, I'm not sure my branding. Jeez, for those of you on, who are listening to the podcast, you don't you are mine. But for the, there we go. That makes everything much better now for for those who are watching um, the um, the videos. Um, so yeah, it's um, uh, two All Blacks heading uh, disappearing off, um, massively weakening the, uh, the the Blues front row. No, I don't think so. I think it's uh, uh, that's it's it's pretty same. Uh, pretty sort of same uh, um, with, with 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 all three hookers back. It's uh, it's it's pretty pretty steady there for the Blues in the front row. Jeez, the, the Blues front row is probably. I mean, does it get much worse? Is there somewhere you really want to like have a, a refresh? Um, the tar valve, yeah. I mean, you're replacing Alalalo with a tar valve, or you know, tying of fussies, those sort of guys, all very similar, aren't they? And sort of their. They're all right. They'll go well at Super Rugby level. They sh- should hold up a scrum okay, but they're not going to set the world on fire when it comes um, to to the you know dominating at the scrum. I don't think even even despite the fact that they've got All Blacks you know next to their name, um, it doesn't fill me with too much excitement. I, I want to see how Alex Hodgman um, possibly goes in his move away. I think that'll be interesting uh, out of that mm-hmm. environment. But yeah, you got a decent good. Decent to good. Uh, won't set the world alight. Uh, I think the Blues will look to certainly other areas to, you know, dominate the game, shall we say. Yeah, it seems to lack that kind of... Um, I mean, we've seen some some real uh, sort of young props coming through into the All Blacks environment um, over uh, the last World Cup and uh, over the last, last year or two. Yeah, and the, the Blues do seem to be sort of lacking that 
kind of player coming through. It's, there's not much future here uh, in in that uh, in that, that front three in that uh, yeah that, that front row really. Um, I mean, Riccatelli, Eklund, those guys have been around for a long time now, and look, they'll, they'll do a job. Um, as as Nocturne writes, yeah, serviceable type five. Um, look, I think um, looking at uh, the uh, the in the engine room there, James Tucker's off to the Hurricanes, uh, his fourth Super Rugby franchise, I think now, um, or uh, or getting on that way. Um, let's see, uh, yeah, let's see, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Brumbies, Blues, oh, his third one, oh, yeah, and Chiefs, yep, yeah, yeah, so yeah, um, got through, uh, got James Tucker getting himself around there, but I think, I think Lack, Lackland, um, uh, McConnell, uh, there from uh, from the Chiefs, I think he's actually a good signing, a player who. Uh, managed to force his way into that Chiefs team um, for a few games, and you think, and, that, and that's a stacks. The injury in the, the Chiefs was stacks. A guy who's been hampered by injuries, um, so I think he, he's actually a very good signing um, for the Blues. There, uh, he will stand up um, well. Um, and then, and yeah, I mean, obviously Patrick Tupelo also can do do to, again. The rest of it though, a bit serviceable. Into the back row, then Tom Robinson's headed off to Japan. James Thompson's come in. Um, you've still got Choate, uh, you've um, Papier Leahy, um, the uh, where's Segner gone? I have to think he's there, yep. So he's there, Hosking Institute. Look, it's still a good mobile um, set of uh, Lucy's. Um, so serviceable front five with uh, with a good set of Lucy's. That's a, dec- a decent pack that you say isn't going to dominate in the type five, but I think it's, it's, it's going to do well to is capable of looking after the breakdown. Um, and uh, providing um, good ball for the backs. Yeah, I reckon the back row will go all right. It's that's through that strength of their pack, right? If you're going to divide it into positional areas, that's definitely the the area I think they'll want to uh, certainly look for guys to do the work. When you've got you know X or Blacks, current or Blacks, powerful players, all very quick and powerful around the field, aren't they? With your us uh, two twos and your Papa Leeze, your Yuanis, uh Signa, I think is a good up and coming player. I think he could have a, a good breakout season this year as well. So yeah, a number of guys who I think could you know do a job and. That they kind of add a bit of versatility and complement the back line very well with, with their pace that a lot of them bring as well. So they're getting generally, if they're good, and that, that's, I think, the downside of that back row is they can be very good and they can be very expressive and explosive, but they can also be very invisible as well, where you can go a game where you, where you don't see much of that back row kind of impact the game at all. So uh, they'll be wanting more from that. I think guys like Dalton, Popoli especially, will be one they'll look for and say, look, you're you're a World Cup All Black, right? That you need to push on and actually be presence like you're a a current All Black player and and lead. So this next lot of wave guys coming through. So they'll be looking to guys like him to to step up. I think over this uh, next season, especially. I would look at him to be captain of the side personally. He's definitely yep. he's right. He's, he's one of the definitely one of the leaders um, in there. Into the halfbacks then. Um, your favourite, Finley Christie. <laughs> um, uh, Funakai and Nock, some like it's, like, it's the same lot that were there before. Um, so um, I, yeah, I'm not expecting anything different than, we, than we've seen um, from them. How did um, they fall out of that plane? <laughs> they didn't stop in, yeah, they didn't land in and let Edinburgh to let him off. Jeery me. Um, Bowden Barrett <laughs> off to Japan, as we've kind of talked about. Um, Lucas Cashmore from um, Bay of Plenty. But really, this is the season where Stephen Perifetta has got to nail that jersey down, hasn't he? Um, and show that he is a 10. Um, there has been talk of Zahn Sullivan, uh, um, who is uh, listed as a, as a fullback, but he can also play um, uh, 10 as well. Uh, so we'll be interested to see how, how they go. But yeah, if they end up with Harry Plummer as their starting 10, 
then things have gone wrong for the Blues. Let's be blunt. <laughs> Jeez. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that scares me. That, that 9 and 10 for such pivotal positions scares me massively. Um, I mean, yeah, much like if you've got Harry Plummer starting at 10, if you've got Sam Knox starting at 9, um, you're in equally as big a trouble, I reckon. So depth lacking, quality lacking, uh, just everything lacking there. But yeah, Perifeta's got the ability, maybe potential, you could say, to t- take that next step up. Uh, the Blues going to be contenders. They need someone to make that step up as well. And he's got to be the one that's got the finger pointed out to do something uh, in that number 10 jump. But Christy will, Christy will be good enough. At, at this level, he's good yep. enough. I think he can he can make a little bit of an impact. He'll, he'll do your basics well. Uh, he won't certainly make a fool of himself um, apart from his hair, you know, being a standout as where he is on the field. But yeah, he'll, he'll service the back line well and uh, generally play well. But yeah, Perifeta needs to have a standout game uh, season. Uh, and step up into that jersey because, like you say, yeah, if, if Plummer or Cashmore are, are relied on that, then that could be troublesome. But hey, I'll, I'm keen to see um, Sullivan in there. Like, that, they'll be saying I'll be very interested to see. Yep. Um, yeah, comment there from Nocton Right. Any real passes in that midfield? But yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's a very, yeah, with, with um, I mean, Talea, uh, who actually didn't play last year, and RTS having left, um, it's Bryce Heem, Mariko Wani are your first choice. Um, now, um, yeah, Bryce Heem, uh, two seasons ago, um, I, we, we all thought he was too old and he actually put some good performances in. But we're two seasons on from that now. Um, so really, um, will we see Corey Evans um, or, um, or, or, or or Grindley step up? I mean, two, two very inex- two, two inexperienced guys. We'll see. Maybe. Or maybe it's time for um, Caleb Clark to move into the uh, into the centres, um, a, a la Rico Irani. Uh, but... Um, yeah, it's not a passing. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know Evans and, and Grindley that well, uh, whether they're passing or running guys. But they're if you're relying on again very green guys, then you, you it's, um, it could go one of two ways. Let's be honest, uh, especially when you've got an ex- you haven't got that experienced ten inside them to manage it for them either. So uh, yeah, decent. Obviously, Rico's good, but again, depth real issue at certain centres. You, you stole my idea there. I was going to say, is it time or is it the idea for maybe someone to move in from that extensive list of, of outside backs that they've got lining up outside those guys? Because, I mean, Bryce Heem has not filled me with any confidence ever since he came back to New Zealand rugby, even when he had those couple of good games. Um, that's No, that, that's a no. That's a hard no from me in that one whatsoever. I mean, uh, for me, Heem at best is, is a versatile bench guy. Uh, Rico's your 13. Um, I need to find something in the build-up and preseason and um, in training to fill that 12 jumper. Evans, is, is it Grindley? Is it someone uh, from as the outside backs? I need someone to fill that jumper. To me, he is the answer. Who? Harry Plummer. <laughs> well, he has. He's, yeah. Oh, How, that, that's terrible. But yeah. <laughs> Because he he's done it before, has played twelve, so uh, you know that, that that could be the answer. But um, yeah, it, it, you do worry about because then you look at those back three guys with Caleb Clark, AJ Lamb, Mark Talia, um, three. Uh, you got plenty of of, uh, of of quality there. And then you obviously got at the back there, Zion Sullivan, um, with Cole Forbes and Cade Banks coming in, um, and also uh, Caleb uh, um, Tangitua. Um, look, there's 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 quality in that back three. I'm just not sure how they ever see the ball, <laughs> except for get, except for getting kicked. Yeah, yeah, he gets kicked to them, and that's it. That's otherwise, um, 
so it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, Nocturne Rights Plumber is a decent passer. Midfield um, is muscle. Yeah, look, okay, he, he can do it at, at MPC. I'm not sure he can do it. At, uh, not, he's, he's also going to be relying on it week in, week out at Super Rugby level. He can fill a gap if someone's injured or to give someone a rest. But I wouldn't, yeah, you don't, you don't want that as your first choice, really, if you can help it. And we'll think defensively as well. What's he going to come up against? Set piece, you know, um, opposition midfield. You're going to have, you know, like your backs, like Antonina Browns, guys like that, running a plumber experience uh, know uh, knowledgeable in your position and how to position you know they they lose a lot defensively as well having a, a guy like that in there who's typically you know what does he want to do what does he want to do wants probably wants to be a 10 but you probably say that pretty fairly um how much that commitment would be on him if he was imagine if they did that start of the season you're going to be our first choice 12 He's like, mate, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't want to play it well, you know. And, you know, they've got to want to do that. You know what I mean? Um, yep. if you if you give him that responsibility, and he's like, I still want to be a ten, but you know, I'll, I'll take a starting role. Um, how much commitment is he going to have to that? I just think defensively, he'll be really found out as well because you quite that ten twelve channel uh, gets quite a lot of traffic. So if you got Peter Fetter and Plummer standing in that ten twelve, um, you know, back of a line out, back of or side of a scrum. Uh, that, that could be a, a very big targeted area for a, a lot of teams against the Blues. So, yeah, a concern, big concern. I'm looking elsewhere, honestly. It's anywhere else. <laughs> well, it's 25 of 53 caps. I mean, wow. Um, so he's he's, he's, he's he's racked them up, let's be honest. As much as we as much as we do, uh, obviously it comes with a lot of criticism. He is, uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's done that. It'll be interesting also... Is that a testament of how good he is or or how desperate the Blues have been to plug holes? Because he's played at fullback 12, 10, hasn't he? He's been yep. literally anywhere that's like, who will be put there? Chuck the plumber. Oh, okay, and he's, he's and he's been very good. For, he's been a good servant for them in that, in that kind of sense. In that regard, um, yes. Yeah, we got it, yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see with with um, Liam McDonald heading off to the All Blacks, um, how Vern Cotter um, comes in and takes over and uh, and what he does with them with this team because as you can say serviceable front five um some good lucies uh look some stardust in the backs the question is uh can it all link together i think is really the big question uh and can certain jerseys find an owner because there are, there are some question marks in there i think it's really kind of how in that in that sort of 10 12 um the, who's going to run the game uh is, is the big question and putting all this team together Concern. Concern. <laughs> now, a team that I think, uh, I'm, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but the team that I thought you you mentioned concern about when they actually named it, like about a month ago now, the, the, the squad's about the Chiefs. Um, so uh, you're concerned about um, um, about, about the Chiefs. Um, Simon Hughes, um, I, th- I think Vern Cotter is a, is, a, is going to be a good, very good coach. If he doesn't do this well um, to share, uh, it'll be uh, the, the team's fault, the Blues. Um so, um, look, as long as Vern Todd doesn't take him a mountain, expect him to kill rabbits, we'll be okay, like he did with the Scottish team. Um, so, yes, here's your dinner. Kill, your, kill the rabbit. Um, which is apparently what he did do. Um, That's what they should do. Yeah, get the blues out there. Get in the bush. <laughs> City slickers. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, so, moving on to the Chiefs then. Um, all change, or well, all, all, all clear outs in the front row with um, Molly, Ryan, Arvo. Um, all um, uh, heading off, uh, plus one of their um, sort of uh, injury replacements. Um, in it comes um, Ahio, um, Kerry Vitella, 
uh, and um, Ruben O'Neill. Ruben O'Neill, the only one there that's got uh, kind of uh, super, super rugby experience. Um, and the um, again, no change at the hookers um, for the front row. But um, so uh, you still uh, got um, Takiyaho in there with your Slater or Thompson backing him up. Um, but um, yeah, look at looking at those um, at those props. Uh, Ollie Norris, Ruben O'Neill, Aidan Ross, uh, George Dwyer. There's a bit of Super Rugby experience, but um, I think there's definitely uh, uh, room there for someone to own those two jerseys. I think that's totally up in the air at the moment as to who those two props are going to be. Yeah, my concern with the Chiefs wasn't so much uh, that their team was, well, I, I think the team was a lot weaker, but it was the amount they've dropped off, I think, since last season. So last season, obviously, big contenders, finalists, Made it all the way to that big dance, but didn't obviously convert into into a championship. But still, I think they've lost so much now. The team just has nowhere near that experience, um, that ability. I think that they had last year. So I think I think they're what the biggest drop off of all of the Super Rugby franchises last year to this year. But yeah, looking at their front row, yeah, much. I think much like the Blues as to where they sit right now, but I think the Chiefs have a lot more ceiling as to where they could go um these guys sit around that you know they're decent sort of super rugby level but i think they could go a lot higher i think when you when you look at the blues you say you know what the best you're going to get out of tartle and twang fussy is where they are now right they're they're at their peak they're yeah. at their position where they're gonna this is this is the best you got to offer um the guys like you know ollie norris aiden ross uh george dyer guys like that i think can offer more i think they can get better as they get a bit more experience and at this sort of level. So I think they've got a bit more ceiling in there. So I think those guys could show a bit more. But yeah, massive loss to lose Molly and especially Ryan. Uh, those two guys are kind of next level up of current ability, especially as well. So a bit of loss there. Takiaho's your man. He, he's your hooker. He's your go-to guy. A uh, couple sitting by him with a, a bit of a bit of depth. Uh, but yeah, when, when you when you're going to look at your um your starters, I think you've got a, you've got a, a cool little set, especially your props. I think the guys like Dyer. Uh, Norris O'Neill coming in and Ross is certainly going to be the ones that will be fighting for those one and three jumpers. Yeah, Norris 23, Dwyer 24. So I mean, look, there's definitely um, upside to those guys. Um, and again, um, comments in the live chat that locks are good. Well, locks got lots of potential. All right. Arcoy, um, Josh Lord, um, um, Toby Vai, uh, and Selby Rickett. I think sorry, Selby Rickett's probably the um, the oldest one there. Oh, yeah, Selby Rickett 27. Um, but wow. um, but you are Koi, uh, 24, um, Josh Lord, um, 22, and um, Topu Vai, um, 23. Sure, Lord and Vai have uh, both been in the All Blacks, but they're still very young. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, um, massive upside for those, for those locks, decent locks. The question is, can they do it when the grind's on um, for, uh, for, for that point? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I think a good learning, a good learning season for these guys, because these are also the guys that are uh, going to be expected to step up and be um, the, the All Blacks um, locks um, for the years to come alongside Scott Barrett. So, uh, yeah, lots of uh, really good engine room. Uh, and then quite a bit. Of, and then uh, so with Sam Kane and um, Sarkula leaving in the back row. Um, with um, Florence coming back from the States um, and then a couple of uh, guys stepping up from um, the MPC um, in um, Saiti uh, and um, Rampling Alec. Uh, that, uh, yeah, you've got Boshir, Luke Jacobson, um, Finau, who was part of the all, who's sort of wider, wider all black. Um, so there's uh, uh, Simon Parker's a decent player. Definitely a, um, a weakening, as you were saying, but still a decent set of Lucy's. It's the difference to the Blues, right, is that the Chiefs have gone and say, okay, we're losing some experience, right? We're losing player X, Y, Z, W, P, Q, and R. But let's get in players who we can develop. What, when's the best time to develop, right? Let's, bigger scale, big picture, you develop now. For our season yeah. after that four-year World Cup cycle, I know these teams don't look at it as a four-year cycle for their club or their franchise, essentially. But now is when you have those next waves coming through. Now is when you have that player turnover. So, for me, this is what I think the Blues have failed to do. They've just gone like, we need to plug these holes. Let's just get in. You'll do. Chuck a guy in. Well, I think the Chiefs have been a bit more a bit more tactical and a bit more smarter uh, with building uh, their franchise. So, yes, they may be a bit weaker this year, but next year and the year after, you know, this is a team that's actually, should they be able to keep it together, I think it's going to be uh, very, very good. Yeah, I think the back, that back row, again, a good mixture, right? Your Jacobson, I mean, no real seven. Luke Jacobson plays oh, eight. He's more of an eight now, isn't he? He's got to develop more to the back row. Yeah, fair enough. Finnell, more of a six. Uh, Caleb Bush, yeah, a lot of versatility, right? The guys that yeah. do play in specific positions, but do float around that back row quite a bit. So, yeah, fair point from McTonnell there. But, yeah, I, I, I see it's a, it's a back row. Again, you compare it to the Blues. They may lose out a bit on that power and that explosive uh, ball-carrying skills. But I think in terms of that workman-like uh, performances from the back rowers that you typically want your back rowers to, to do is, is to perform well at the breakdown and, and just secure position and make tackles, you may get a bit more from this out of the Chiefs, whereas I think the Blues, you're going to see a bit more of like, yeah, Ekele where is he? Oh, he's out in the wing. Uh, where's the winger? Who knows? He's in a ruck. Uh, that sort of, you know, contrast where you're going to see the Chiefs, it's like, you know, where's Finnell? He's in a ruck. Where's Finnell? He's in a ruck. Where's Finnell? He's still in a ruck. Uh, that sort of thing. So different sort of style of player, which I think will differ to how these two teams would sort of play comparing to what we've looked at already. So yeah, I think the Chiefs, are, as the years go by, are just going to get better and better. So much more tactically or, or much more prepared squad, especially in that pack uh, for, for the Chiefs so far. Well, I was going to say, um, they're much more prepared in the backs. The, the, the Chiefs, the, 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 sorry, the forwards have got some turnover in the backs. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're losing Weber, but you've still got Ratsma, Rowe and Triple T, who are all there last year, um, yep. with Xavier Rowe coming back from injury. Uh, sure, they're losing Gatland and Rohana, um, Rose Rohana. I think Rose Rohana is probably the one the one that, that, that's actually a bit of a loss. But 
they've got Caleb Trask coming back from Japan. He's been in the been at the set before he knows um, Clay McMillan. You've, you've got some, and you've got um, Joshuani and Dave McKenzie in there. You got so you've got. We know who's running this game, right? D, D- Max running this team from ten, um, and we know he's getting service from some from some from some. Well, I was going to say young scrum halves. They are Triple T is actually twenty eight now. He's getting on a bit. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, he's actually been around longer than you <laughs> for quite a while. He, he was the young up and coming thing. Never really, never really kind of um, nailed it, did he? Um, then you look again. No new players into the um, the centre. Sure, they've lost Nankerville, but they've got um, Quintipire coming back from injury. You got Anson Leonard Brown in there. Um, the uh, uh, Daniel Rona did really well last year. Gid Rampling's a decent player, um, and um, they both earn themselves kind of extra contracts. And then you look at the out wide. Solomon Amalo, he never, he, he's never really kind of recovered, never really kind of managed to put it on the field since his um, mental health issues, unfortunately. And you look at those, but Sean Stevenson, uh, Nana Satoro, um, Nawaya, who's away with the All Blacks, um, Coombs Fabling, they got a decent. So that entire back line is, um, uh, is, is, a, is, a, is a very, is a, it's, they, they know how they play and they'll be able to build on what they did last year. There's no uh, meeting each other, greeting, learning systems. Well, this is this, this this is an attack that if it gets the ball should click straight away. Um, the uh, and and we, we should be seeing some fun things from them pretty early on. Unlike the Blues, who got a new coach, they got new people running it. It's going to take a while for them to um, to, uh, to 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 uh, to sort of get up to speed. This team's going to hit the ground running in the backs. Yeah, and and you think two years from now, right? When that Ford pack should hopefully they keep that core together and they've got two more years of experience, right? And you're starting to get players who are becoming all blacks as well. Like should should your Josh Law become an all black second row, right? You get all that continuity. These guys have been together for four years now. This team's been core of it together for years. This could be a really, really, really well-oiled, well-drilled team. And that's what you, that's this is the position you want to be in, right? Because now you can go and you can you can say, oh, we, we kind of like the look of this this guy out of out of NPC, and you can just just push them into that mold. You're not just going like, right, okay, Blues, we've got no twelves now. You guys coming from NPC, uh, <laughs> who wants to start? We got two straws here. Grab one. You know, <laughs> um, that's the thing. You got Leonard Brown. You got Tapia. Your boy, if he has been, oh, has he done a season or two seasons? He's done at least a season. Um, in that squad as well. So a, a couple of well, number of guys that are definitely going to start and you can blend in some youth. And I mean, like you say, should, you know, Leonard Brown be around for three years, he's going to be there possibly even longer. Uh, you know, even the outside backs, all those guys have, have been and around super rugby and the chiefs, you know, Coombs Fabing was the Highlanders a couple of years ago. You know, you even talk about uh, Tahoriano, he didn't even have a super rugby contract last year. He was at the Highlanders as injury cover. And then we're yep. back to the Chiefs, I'm not mistaken, for injury cover after that. So, man, what a fall from grace for a player like that, right? As you know, the next All Black number nine back up to Aaron Smith, and then no Super Rugby contract uh, is crazy. But yeah, good depth and experience depth as well. Uh, the ten's going to be interesting. Uh, going back for what Nocturnal says, you know, about who's running that show, Sean McKenzie. But I want to see Caleb Trask. I thought I quite liked him when he was here before he went to Japan. I want to see how he's developed. Is he a better player now? What does he bring to this franchise? Uh, and I think you've got good versatility. You know, McKenzie, 10, 15. Yuani, a lot of 15 as well in his sort of days. Um, so you've got a lot of those guys you can switch around and give opportunities. You know, Trask on the bench, bring them on for the last 20 minutes of a game, you know, against the Western Force, who hopefully you'll be beating by 40 points by that stage. Uh, that's the sort of options you've got. Good finishes, 
Narawa, we know what he can do. Nelly Satoro, Twinkle Toes, Kun Fabling, just and they, they like their little finishes, don't they? The Chiefs, don't they? When they you look at um, yep, forgotten his name. Uh, other players have had their little very good finishes out on the outside of very small little men that they like to to finish things off as well. So yeah, speed, uh, elusiveness, and just a well-oiled backline. I like it. I like the Chiefs what they've got, but still they've lost a lot from last year. Uh, mainly in the forward, so not, in the, not so much in the backs. Um, the um, and let's say. Uh, and we don't worry about the fact that the ball will make the wings. Those those centres can pass. That's true. That's, that's very different. Um, moving on to Crusaders, then. Now this is going to this is a very uncertain year for Crusaders. First off, miss, um, changing of the coach, um, and that um, that list of, uh, of of props that aren't coming back. Owen Frank though is coming back from the Hurricanes and joining them. Um, but uh, they've still got Joe Moody. Uh, there as well, and boy, oh boy, it's uh, a couple of old stages there if, they can, if their bodies hold together. But Fletcher Newell um, and uh, Timothy Williams, the futures of uh, of the All Blacks there. Again, no change at hooker. It's amazing how how um, uh, how solid hookers hooker is. But so uh, yeah, um, so yeah, these uh, look again as you'd expect from the, from the Crusaders. Strong front row if your um, Franks and Moody can be um, can be fit, so you've got good guys coming off the bench. Yeah, I'm not really too worried about Franks and Moody. 20 minutes, 20 minutes is all they need fitness for me. This focus is on Newell and Williams, man. They are they are my go-tos. Uh, they're not only the future of the Crusaders, they're the future of New Zealand rugby when it comes to those two propping positions. Uh, we've already seen them perform pretty admirably, I reckon, at the World Cup. So now it's time to step up, step on, move on. Uh, to me, they are 60-minute guys minimum every single game. They're young, game experience, play every game, get every single match they can get that's not going to happen obviously uh but i feel like those guys could be just phenomenal um if they could blow through hey you got george bell there as well he is no slouch he is a very very good front rower so the, the depth is certainly although lost in, in numbers i mean why was john rfr even there last season goodness me um <laughs> but yeah experiences there i think there'll be a lot of very very good lessons for the youngsters from the experienced campaigners and moody's moody and frank's there and yeah much the same with hooker, right? George Bell, Brady McAllister, two very young hookers as well, learning a lot off the extremely experienced and talented Cody Taylor. What more could you want? You know, that that this is the environment you want those guys in, not Crusaders environment, but learning off experience environments. So it's yeah, exactly what you want. Yep. Um into the locks then. Sure, they've lost um Dunshay and Whitelock, but still Barrett, Gallagher, uh Quinton Strange. <coughs> yep, plenty of uh Plenty of depth there. Um, obviously, Gallagher, but the younger one coming through. But again, as you say, experienced guys with um, with, ex with with young guys coming through. Uh, possible weakness at lock? I don't think so. I think Quinn and Strange is a is embarrassing. Uh, Strange got two two experienced guys who know how to play, and then you have got a bunch of other guys who are learning to come through. I think, I think it's, again, it's the right way to grow. Um, with uh, in in that space we talked about earlier. Yeah, I, I think the possible injuries could could hurt them if that did happen. You know, you lose a Barrett, you've, you've lost a lot in, in yes. that second row, especially. Uh, strange, I think you could get away with losing him because he doesn't bring as much as a Barrett. He's experienced and et cetera, but still doesn't bring as much of a, a presence and experience and leadership and ability, right? He brings the whole package for a second rower. So quickly they'll learn. And I mean, yeah, Zach Gallagher, he's, he's had a Super Rugby season already, hasn't he? I could be completely yeah. wrong on that. He's had nine games. So, you know, they're not completely green, uh, but the Crusaders typically do a very good job of, of 
flooding those guys through. And you, you will see they'll get chances, they'll get opportunities, uh, and you will see they will learn and they will grow. So an injury will hurt them, yes. If they, they need Barrett to be typically fit and leading this team uh, throughout the season, uh, whatever the capacity it is. But yeah, they don't want to lose him for injuries for too long uh, throughout the season. That'll be key for him keeping fit. Um, into the Lucy's then look, um, Shioni Havili's off to Milan Pacifica, um, whereas the rest, sorry, good move, good move, yep. Yeah. Where, but, um, look, you got Blackadder Christie, um, Gardner, Grace, uh, um, Leo Willie, that, yeah, decent, um, look, so a, a good, good, um, a good, good crowd there, uh, and, um, Mitch Drummond, Willie Hines, I mean, you've got experienced campaigners in the nine jersey. The problem isn't in that front, is, isn't in, isn't in one to nine. The problem for the, um, unless you want to say something about the about the Lucys and the Nines, because to me, I think all, all the talk and all the problems for the um, uh, for the Crusaders start at uh, start at ten. You know, quickly on now, I think the back row is very very good. I think straight away, I, I I want to see Cullen Grace. I think Cullen Grace is an all black caliber player that needs to just put injuries behind him. I think he's a quality quality guy, so I want to see him play more. Willie Hines, pff, pff, no thanks, <laughs> no thanks. NPC level, no thanks. Go back to England, please. Go just go take, <laughs> take Christy with you, please. That's all. Um, the uh, but then the real problem, I think, yeah, start, starts basically as, as you, if you for those watching and joining us on the screen, there's lots of red and green, i.e., players coming in and out, um, in this uh, in this back line, and also the fact that Rob Penny's coming in as well, um, from and from, from Japan. So, without experience necessarily of recent New Zealand experience with these guys, but obviously. Richard Moong is out, Rivers Rehan are in. Um, so that's a definite step down there. Um, look, I've got a lot of time for Rivers Rehan, um, but he's not Richard Moong at any experience. He's got, he needs some. And with Fergus Burke there um, and um, uh, uh, Kamara, there's not an obvious, it's not clear as to who's going to be that 10. So there's a shootout there. Losing Enel to injury, I think it's a big loss. Jack Goodhue's heading overseas. Now, Levi Amua, um, fantastic, a, a great replacement for, for, for that 12 jersey. Ryan Crotty back from Japan. That's an interesting one. Um, boy, oh boy, how old is he now? Um, but uh, we'll see. If, uh, he might be there more. 35, I think he's there more to give them yeah. um, experience anything else. Um, the uh, Oh, yeah, and of course, Burke's injured as well. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's it, yeah, the real real question mark around at number 10 there. Um, so, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a new combination in that, in that, in the centres as well, with Amur, Crotty, Havili, Daz McLeod, um, no, I don't know who that, who, what the combination is going to be, but it's going to be a new combination. And then again, you look out wide. Uh, Matulei come, comes um, comes back from the um, from the force. Um, you've got Reese um, there, um, so you've got quality out in the back in, in the back three. Uh, we'll see with Lee Halfpenny coming in from um, from from Wales. I'm not sure how much he'll actually play, but um, and Will Jordan there. Um, but yeah, that that 10, 10 12, 13 combination. Um, real question marks for me um, uh, in, in, in this Crusaders team, um, and as to how will the game be played? How will how will they actually run the game? Uh, and I think we've had we've not had this uncertainty around this team for the last decade, maybe twenty years, even. Yeah. Look, the the big thing is for me here is I kind of look at this, and I look at it from a Scott Robertson perspective, right? So I look at this, and and I think like Nocturnal said in the chat. Will they play Harvey at 10, you know? Things like that. Will, will, will Jordan play 15? Okay, that, that's a Scott Robinson thinking. We're not we're not thinking about Scott Robinson anymore. Of course, he, he likes Will Jordan as a 15, right? And maybe that's when he wears black. That's where he will be playing. 
But we've got to think about Rob Penny style of thinking now. Where does he see a Harvey player? Does he see him as a midfielder? Does he see him as a fullback? Does he see him as a 10? Does he see him as a backup bench guy? You know, players' careers could very quickly, a, a player, especially like Harvey, who is very versatile, you know, their careers live and die on how their coach sees them as a player and what position, whether they're just kind of okay at filling everything or whether they're actually an X-Factor star player in a certain spot. So it's going to come down to a lot as how he wants this team to play. I think Ryan Crotty is, is going to just, you know, chill out. I don't really want to see him near a starting lineup, to be honest. Great player. Okay, good player in his prime. Um, way past that. It's time just to enjoy uh, Canterbury and chill out, become a coach, Ryan. That's all you need to do now. Um, <laughs> to me, Amua, Amua's your man. Amua's got to absolutely smash that midfield. And if he does come into that this season rolling, he's going to take a lot of pressure off whoever, Rayhana, I think, runs that number 10 jumper. Because just to think, you know, defensively, yeah, you're going to look at this team and who's going to give you the threat? Rehana or Amua, who are you going to be worried about? I know who I'd be worried about running in my defense. When you've got the ball, of course, you can probably attack it different ways. But of him sitting at, at 12, uh, possibly for the Crusaders, that I think gives opportunity and a bit more space and time with ball in hand for a player like Rehana, I think, to just get himself into this game. No, Burke, don't talk to me about Halfpenny playing at 10. I, I'll close that page <laughs> as quickly as you open it. Um, yeah, so to me, youngster... Hey, they've gone to good efforts to get him into this Crusader setup. Now yes. let's take something from it, right? You've, you've done the hard work. You've got him in. Now give him the opportunity. Put Amoa outside him. Give him the experience. You've got Drummond and Hines. Yeah, Hines is, is absolutely average, but still he's experienced, right? And he will typically not put a youngster you'd expect, right? A guy of experience. If, if there's a 50-50, if I'm going to fall on my sword or I'm going to give this young guy an absolute hospital play, I'm going to fall on my sword, right? I would expect a player like him to take that sort of hit for a youngster to help him develop. That's the kind of experience I'd expect from a Heinz and a Drummond to that sort of stature. And I expect Arbo to just be like, bulldozer mode and just, you know, whatever he's throwing at him. So I'm kind of looking at that for the Crusaders. Um, yeah, Mateli's good to have back. Reese, I mean, the back three kind of look after themselves, don't they? Whatever happens out there, but yeah, to me, it's that they're 19 12 combo. And I think, you know, with, with Harvey, uh, Harvey sitting through there as well, 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 we'll give him a good little bit. Uh, but again, he's a 12, isn't he? Dallas McLeod, those three, they can fight over it. I think they're all 12s, aren't they? <laughs> um, I think the cloud has played. Play thirteen, but the uh, to me, uh, not sure I reckon Moore at thirteen is the most destruction position. Um, well, we'll see. Uh, he gets a bit more space, obviously, at thirteen, um, but he'll mm. see the ball less than um, the incredible if, player. Uh, one well, he's he's yeah. going to absolutely tear it up this year. They, yeah, sleep on him at your peril. Absolutely, uh, you've got a building around him. But the question does is, do you want him at twelve, um, uh, or, mm. or do you want a second playmaker, and where are you going to put him? Do you put that second playmaker at twelve or at fifteen? Um, and uh, for, from, from that point of view, or you're just going to play, right, Brehana or whoever it is at 10, the, the, the keys are yours entirely. Everyone else is attack weapons off you um, rather than trying to give play two sides and two, 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 um, uh, and, and two pure playmakers. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's, that to me is, the, is your initial question mark, is an initial question, and then after that you build it around that. But um, Amua has to be given a jersey, whether it's 12 or 13, Mm -hmm. And that's the jersey, and you build everything else around him, to my mind. Yeah, I um, think the starting lineup, starting lineup depends a bit on too how they want to structure up. Because you think on attack, they're not just going to go 19, 12, 13 like that. I, yeah. I think Amu is the sort of guy that you can certainly 
say if it's if it's broken play or structured play from breakdown to breakdown, just follow around. Should they go with um, Ray Hanna? Follow him around. Just make sure he's, you know, it's a new guy to the team, right? You don't want to be like, hey, you know, you've been here for 100 years. He's got to find his footing as well. But I just find that he's going to allow that sort of pivoting action to work very well with his 10. And I just feel like whether he's got 12 or 13 on him, defensively is the only change it's really going to make when they're, when they're lining up defensively on a set piece. But just even if you're, you know, you're only throwing a line out, just put him in next to Ray Hanna. If it was 12 or 13, I don't really care. And put, put a Harvili on himself. It all goes pear-shaped. You know, Harvili will be there for your next receiver. Say Ray Hanna misses it up completely, gets taken out, put Harvili in there. Put your 13 across to, to, to cover at 10. You know, you've got that versatility in a guy like that. I just think any bit, bit creative, not just go, you know, you're, you're a 12. You stand next to the 10 <laughs> and before the 13, you know. And I think that they'll definitely fear our teams a lot more because you're going to concentrate on him, I think, very, very quickly. So that, that would be my sort of looking at it anyway. It is, yeah, but you half that back line will be will not have played with each other before. That that that's your difference between this and your and your Chiefs. Yeah. Is that that back line will 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 click from day one. What you see from this black back line in week one is not what you're going to see from this back line in week 10. Yes. Or or, or so it's going to evolve a lot. Um mm-hmm. they've got a lot of growth to do. Um, yeah, so expect to be kind of fairly simple early on and then to build on that um, as the season goes on would be my expectation. And you've got to think, finally, on the Crusaders, you, you, you can't, we're talking a lot about midfield and halves. They also have a winger slash fullback in Sibu Reese and Will Jordan who would very much like to sit on shoulders of 10, 12s and 13s. They like to yep. come off their wing slash fullback and take those little pivots. So, you know, you've got to remember, okay, let's look after Almoa who's sitting around side, you know, the 12 channel. But holy crap, there goes Will Jordan. Well, that's that out the window, you know. Very quickly, they've got a lot of threats. Sure, it may be disjointed for a start. They've got a lot of players who can certainly individually be expected guys. Yep. Now we're in. We're about an hour in, um, and we're with three teams in. So yep. what I think we'll do is we'll save the Highlanders and Hurricanes for next week, and we'll come back next week um, and do uh, and, and do another show. What we might just do quickly though is just have a quick look at um, the difference between how the uh, Fiji and Drua are handling their, their, their changing between seasons and how Moana Pacifica are changing between uh, between seasons. So that's hopefully it'll go. So if we look at the Fiji and Drua and we look at the number of players that have come in, um, no new forwards at all. Their entire pack will have played with each other. Um, mm. Looking into uh, into the backs, three new backs, um, uh, a fly half, a, um, uh, because of, because what, because uh um, Talia's uh, retired, a replacement, a replacement in the centres. Uh, Someone who's gone off to to France, um, and someone returning from France uh, in in the wings. That is a very, very stable um, uh, um, uh, Fiji and Drew side. Sure, they've lost a few players to um, to Europe from the uh, in, in their forwards, um, uh, a couple of couple of Lucies. But at the end of it, but but overall, this is a very settled side for the Fiji and Drew um, that I think. Is going to step up um, and and grow um, from, from from where they were. So if you thought they were dangerous last year, I think they're going to be da- more dangerous this year. Yeah, I mean, and, and to add to the fact that they've already a lot of them been playing throughout the last you know three months of the year as well internationally too, getting that experience. So and successfully, right? Uh, so this is, I think, a team to be very, 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 very afraid of because <laughs> they have guys that can. I mean, they make things happen. 
But I think when they actually get that continuity and the structure, they become a team that can, wow, let's you know do something completely special to a team that you just got to constantly look out for because not only do you have to look after the something special that can happen, you've also got to look after just the structured stuff that can naturally happen um, from knowing what Bob beside you is doing and, and John outside you is doing, you know, so that's something they kind of lack. Uh, so continuity is going to be a huge, huge for this team. I, I just, I like looking through it. I like seeing names that have just torn up over the last time. I think that nine and 10 is going to be huge for them. The fact that getting Kuravoli and Lamani, and to be fair, um, Penny Matawala as well, you know, stacked in the nines. Caleb Munts is going to be huge for them at 10. And just the outside backs are just, you know, guys like Josesi, who's been phenomenal throughout the year. Nalaga coming in um, as well. Just, yeah, take take your pick. Uh, these guys these guys are going to be really, really exciting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to them. Even the forwards as well. Like, just so many guys who can make things happen with the experience and powerful plays. So yeah, they're, they're going to be good. So look out for the, look out for the draw. I think this season they are going to um, do even more, even more than last year. Now, hopefully Moana Pacifica. Well, you mentioned how they were sort of set up late and were hiring all sorts of players and they were have a clear out after year one. That didn't kind of happen. They had pretty, a very stable um, uh, a squad from year one to year two, year two, year two to year three. Um, well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Uh, yeah, nineteen new players coming in, and a new head coach. That's two thirds of your squad. A squad's about thirty-three players ish, give or take, right? And you got nineteen coming in. So yeah, well over half your squad is brand new. Um, this um, this year, um, and I've lost key players like. Or key performers like Levi Amua, like um, Toto Anawai, um for them. Um, it is a uh, an, an experience like Jack Lamb, um, and uh, who was it? Uh, was it wasn't the Rugby World Cup? Um, so, uh, wow. Um, this this is if we were to think about two other teams that joined Super Rugby relatively recently in um, from Argentina and Japan, for example, um, Fiji are more like the Haguares in the stability and growing and Moana Pacifica is starting to look a bit more like the Sunwolves in being a brand new team every year. Now let's hope um, that this is a one, that this, this is a, that this is that's the squad they kind of want um, and that it has been, this is the clear out that was, that we kind of expected to happen after the first year because players were, well, it was, it, we were talking about some, um, uh, we're talking about sort of um, lockdown and people not being able to arrive into the country. Um, so you can only hire people locally. You can only hire who was available. There wasn't that many players available. So, so maybe this is the clean out that needed to happen. But boy, oh boy, it feels it's not quite a new team, but it's not far from it, is it, Steve? It's not really. I'm just looking through a number of names, right, as well. And and it's not like, okay, key guys have been poached, right? Like you talk about Tava Tava Nawai, that's huge. Almua, massive. But, like, what's happened to Lincoln McClutchy? Like, has he literally just been released from the squad? How has he not got a team? You know, a lot of these guys are just being chucked back out. You know, they're just being dropped. They've, they've not been nicked or, or taken, right? Uh, which yeah, just the, puzzles the, me even more because... The vast majority, you say, yeah. I mean, um, you're talking about it, and, and then we've got um, Josh Mao who's gone to New Orleans Gold. Um, 
uh, one other player to Seattle Seawolves, one player to to France, all the rest just released back yeah. to NPC. So it's not that they weren't available. Baffling, right? Why wouldn't you want to keep most of that core together, right, and add to it? That's, that's what just troubles me the most about it, that they've decided that it's better to completely re reset the whole thing and just release these guys out of the squad. I, I, I don't really understand it, which is, is a real, real shame. Like a, a guy like McClutchy, I don't know how he doesn't go somewhere, somewhere professional for the, the season. I had a quick look and couldn't see he's signed up for anyone else, but yeah, they, they've lost a lot throughout this team. Um, I mean, if you want to look at positives, um, the fact they've picked up Julian Salvia, uh, you know, internationally, Nigel Wong, of course, has that experience as well. Um, Jeez, but um, it's not, you know, Sioni Havili. <laughs> okay, we're looking at a few positives, uh, but ultimately they're replacing guys who have come up through NPC sort of level with guys who are coming up through NPC level slash the odd sort of little special guy throughout as well. So, yeah, they've lost a lot. If anything, they've got a little bit of stability throughout that 9 and 10, right? Um, they're going to have Tamatini and Anadi still there, and you're going to have Will Havili and Leliafano still there. So you're going to have that little bit of stability through there, but what you're going to get out of your forwards, um, that's going to be the troublesome thing for me. Your backline you can get away with, you know, your 9 and 10 work well. Uh, you can shovel it off and hope that something special happens through your outside backs. But if you're not getting that that performance out of your forwards, you're not going to get that ball. You're not going to get, you know, clean recycling Um you're just not going to get good set piece. You know, they're going to have to have a massive preseason, massive, massive preseason uh, to build this team up. And hopefully we don't see this again next year. I mean, fingers crossed. We build, build and get a bit more super rugby experience with the guys that they try to get in instead of just taking picks from, from NPC level, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you say, the um, there's uh, that back line, I can put together a a, a good back line there. Um, you start off with Anari, mm. you then go to Leofano or, or William Havili, either way at 10. Um, Anisi and uh, Henry Tafua are de- a really good, a decent set, a decent set, set of pairing as well, um, who, who know who know each other. Um, and then um, outside that, you've got Danny Tawala, who was, uh, who's, who's been around. Who's, uh, so you can put together a functional back line that know each other and have played with each other. Um, pretty pr- pretty well there with perhaps one or two replacements out in the back three, but you can afford that, right? Um, mm-hmm. you, you you got but the 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 turnover in the forwards. I mean, four of your prop, four, four of your locks, four of your five locks are brand new straight away. So I mean, the, this this team has never scrummaged together, um, even anyway remotely. Um, so yeah, it's, there's a lot of work um, to be uh, to, to to be done here um, on. Um, uh, uh, for for um, uh, um, for Tana Amanga, and let's be honest, the the um, the jury on Tana Amanga as a head coach is definitely out at the moment. Um, we'll have to see how he picks this one up. Um, the uh, a, 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 from a culture point of view, uh, he's, a, he's, he's the right kind of signing um, for, for 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 Pacifica side. Having a Pacifica um, a head coach is absolutely right. Uh, but I say he, he, it's not like he comes in with a CV of success into this. Um, the uh, and at one point he stepped out of coaching entirely and stepped out of rugby entirely for, for a year or two before coming back to have, to be assistant at the, at the Blues. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes um, as well 
this is not the best funded team in Super Rugby for a backroom staff either. Let's be blunt here. These guys run on a shoestring. Um, mm -hmm. So he isn't going to have all the support um, and all the facilities that they have at the Blues, um, for example. He won't have all the as many assistants and as many as um, those sort of things. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to um, to see how uh, how they go. Look, we'll wish them the best, but um, boy, oh boy, they need to hit the ground running because um, otherwise there'll be eight eight losses on the bounce um, and, uh, and and still trying to build their game plan, which could be a which could be a problem. Um, yeah. So that's the. Uh, um, so that's what so we'll wrap. That we'll wrap up this week on uh, on that um, hearty note. Um, we'll come back next week. We'll have a look at the uh, Hurricanes and the Highlanders, and also um, have a look across the ditch at what's happening over in Australia. And uh, we'll look at some of the, some of their teams that have been stable, and some of their teams that have decided to do a uh, well, basically a rehiring of their entire squads um, as well. Um, so a right mixture. Um, across from across the ditch so do join us for that uh, next week steve what have you got coming up on your channel um over on uh, um cornflake this week well we're we're running pretty consistently right now actually we're going quite nice we've got um subscriber series cracking out every couple of days we've got beer pro stuff cracking out every couple of days we we've got a nice little schedule going so yeah no we're um yeah that's weird isn't it it's, it's good to actually have a plan and to go ahead of it yeah and that long with our streams three times a week so yeah monday wednesday friday generally we're we're cracking out there live if you want to come hang out talk some rugby and do whatever else we're hanging out doing there playing some games and talking some stuff so yeah that uh sub series is good fun be a pro is good fun uh so yeah consistently stuff every day love it it's good fantastic i'll say we'll back next monday um we'll get through the other the other squads um we won't be here every monday up until super rugby but we will be back for super rugby um so um do um uh, do stick around folks and um stay safe catch you all next week bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 